0: I am proud to present Ezra and Keith in Cinemush. Thank you for tuning
1: in. They are about to smush. Are you ready?
2: Don't ever do that again. Name the film. Um, a profound silence, uh, and this, <laughs> another reference: the video of Grimes saying, "A profound silence fell over the chat." <laughs> she has a lisp. It's High like School that? Musical. Because oh, I was going to say, "Glee." What are you talking about? Grimes sings with a lisp, like FK Twigs, but worse. FK Twigs is ever noticed it in British and subtle. Baby, this is Grimes. Baby, it's Violent, violence. violence. <laughs> Baby, it's nine length.
1: Mm. Anyway, that was beautiful.
2: <sighs> what are we doing today? We're kind of, kind of being off the cuff. We're kind of being a little bit spontaneous.
1: Yeah. W- are we is... not always?
2: Uh, this I've never felt. I've never <laughs> felt <laughs> less prepared than I do today. So maybe, I guess that's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How can that be true, given what you're bringing to the table? Sometimes. What do you mean? You know, just like someone who's walking down the street and everything's falling out of their pockets and their bag.
2: What? <laughs> <laughs> That's me.
1: Sometimes when you show up and we have to record.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, but I'm trying. Just to. a lot going on. There's a, a lot, lot going on. Yeah.
1: Scattered. But this
2: isn't a this isn't a podcast where I talk about my personal life. I'm not
1: Doctor Drew.
2: This is a podcast where we come to we come here, we come here for magic. Okay. Yeah. What does she say? You know what Shaw said to me
1: last night over what? text?
2: What? Shaw, your friend. Guess. Yes. Um, basically. She'll never listen to the pod again.
1: <laughs> she wants to. She's been, <laughs> she's been meaning to. She's been meaning to. But she said, why did Ari Aster forget about black people after that short he made? Yeah. he's. She's like, why? Why did he forget about us?
2: Um, I've never
1: seen the short. I said, of course, you probably have.
2: Yeah. Meet the Johnsons? There's something about the Joneses. Johnsons. Is it the Johnsons? Yeah. Okay. That's okay.
1: the only part I remember. But, yeah.
2: I have nothing to say to that, it, doesn't it? I don't...
1: Yeah. It's just something you <laughs> have to, to do I with do movies that mi- happen. In I God.
2: do think it's a mistake <laughs> to think that he was saying something about black people by casting a black family in his crazy incest movie. I feel like that's just something. That Describe happened. that movie.
1: What was it? It's a 30 minute short.
2: Yeah. It was his graduating project from AFI question mark grad school, something like that. Um, It's like a, you think the whole time that there, you know, the, the classic like dark secret way, way to like Stepford wifey, you know, suburban feels. Um, you think that maybe the, um, the, the the son is like being molested by the dad Kind of mysteriously And then the dad kills himself And then The son goes, goes to the mom All like And basically revealing that he was the one Assaulting the dad the whole time and she, he's like, I loved him better than you ever could, and she like kills him in the house, burns down his shit, stuff, stuff like that. And Wait, this the is, son this was is, sleeping this with is me the dad. Sum- summarizing it from from what I'm pretty sure, having not actually seen it. <laughs> Wait, you haven't seen it? No, oh, I thought you had seen it. I'm sure. I'm sure. I probably said. I probably lied.
1: Yeah, you did.
2: Yeah, I love that. I haven't actually seen it. I've seen clips. I, I seen love it. that you
1: lied. When I was in, especially middle school, but for a long time, every time someone would say they did something, (laughs) I would assume it was a lie, no matter who told me.
2: With me, it was probably a safe bet. Um, At least an exaggeration. Hello. You know, we tell ourselves stories and we tell ourselves and others stories in order to live. Right. (laughs) Period. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah wait but that's interesting should we if we're talking about Ari Aster you've Nasty and Bo is afraid is is that this episode we're we gonna talk about that
1: well my cousin asked if we were gonna talk about it on I feel like I should watch it I've again. just now named the two oh, two of God. my three period. listeners
2: period I was just DMing with someone on Twitter who I didn't realize listened to the pod and he was complimenting someone like, you know oh, no just someone like a, a film Twitter person that I, I've never met followed no for like three four years we've shared files whatever um, but By the I way, my mom, wants, the
1: my mom wants to watch Exterminating Angels. <gasps>
0: Queen. I, ga- I gave her
2: your number. Yes. Um. Someone else just asked for the link too. <laughs> so I'm going to be, oh, thank God. Fight people are finally coming to the source. Can you turn this into a living that you can make? I'm, well, I'm telling you, if the plex is behind a paywall and this it. podcast gets lit, then Get it will go off. Because then we can continue to talk about this person who I was just talking about DM'd me asking for a link for a Hole in My Heart because he just listened to the list episode and I was like,
1: "Pants, monkey dance."
2: But I don't know if this is the "Bo is Afraid" episode. But wha- I need—I don't feel like I'm ready to <laughs> get into. I mean, I haven't completely formulated everything. I can get you there. I absolutely do. Can you get think you. so? I think
1: I can get you there. You want I'm me to try? Scared. You want me to try, or do you want to do something else?
2: Um uh, I just don't think the Bo is Afraid episode is a short episode and this has to be a short episode. Is that okay?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So I mean, gets, I don't... feel like we could do it quick, but you're right, you're right. It's a long ass movie. Everybody hates it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Everybody hates it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Everybody hates
2: it. Which okay, this is what I can talk about. We're not gonna if we don't get into the nitty gritty, this is how I can talk about it. Okay. Is it's about the response which I find interesting, just mm-hmm. generally. Because it does, to me, highlight such a, like, um, it, it really is the opposite of what in 2023, a young film person's idea of what a film should be is kind of completely the opposite because it's like indulgent, um, you know, specific, um, and really, really long, (laughs) um, yeah. Um,
1: Attention spans are an all time low.
2: And of course, another, another poison pen, another, um, <laughs> what's, that's not even the right metaphor. Another n- like n- point against it is that, um, it's like a little white dude, um, exploring his own psyche to which, you know, the narrative has been f- for many years now that like, that's what we don't need, which is so fucked up to me. Cause I'm like, you, what you actually mean when you say that's what we don't need is you don't need the, whi- the white man making unanalytical, hmm. lazy, damaging pop stuff. Totally. Yeah. But I'm like, you're saying you don't want the white dude to, to, to go inside and make this, like, examination of his relationship to masculinity and all of this stuff? I mean, I have a coworker who... I've heard through another coworker that she was like it's one of the most misogynistic movies I've seen mm. and it made me look at all of both of his previous films differently and now I now I know that he's a misogynist and I'm like whoa. Wow. I mean it definitely What would you say to that?
1: It definitely made me look at the ending of Hereditary which I really disliked as an ending and I look at it and I'm like oh I get it now. Okay. Not that I like it but I'm like oh okay. With the He had to brutally murder to, the mother
2: decapitate yeah the fate of her daughter yeah the yeah the kind of planets aligning of the, the generations of women that pass down suffering well and just that really does come through. like yeah that's why when i remember when hereditary was hitting yeah like and that's all that we knew about him that in the incest movie <laughs> um it was like what there is something about like passing down horrific un Imaginable burdens. Basically, they will literally like doom your children forever. Yeah, and then see, having is afraid, it's like okay, we get a little more of the real side of that. Maybe it's less. Well, because I just like, felt nasty. I
1: felt the death of Tony Collette's character in Hereditary just r- really wasn't earned. Which is the, the the thing with the ending was just it felt like it was tying everything up. Mm. And so much, so, like so often, so much had been done throughout the movie that was so weird and interesting and felt almost untie upable or, or unanswerable. And then the ending just felt like, okay, we got to end it. We got to, because she, her performance, it didn't carry the movie, but it added so much oh, yeah. to that movie. And I just, I didn't understand why it had to like kind of turn into the standard, like, you know, devil worshiping, she's possessed and, you know, murdered in the attic or whatever. And yet, um,
2: thematically, it all is completely sound to me. And I find that it, the end, the ending specifically for Tony's character, who I believe is named Annie, mm. um, is so brutal, but flippant in a way that's like really disturbing, yeah. but fits the, the tone and the pacing of the whole movie being like, these people are, cons and even when you get close to their extreme emotions around and how intense all of this is there it it's already done so it is just like there it is it's gonna be a little disappointing when it's like if nothing else was going to happen that's but that's what made it such a like memorable horror film because it was like so hopeless and brutal
1: but then like the really rude awful son becomes like (laughs) you know the demon the demonic satanic prince
2: but yeah, what I said recently right, because it has to be a male body right, for and, the demon to come into,
1: and because this is how after seeing Bo is afraid, I was like, for hereditary.
2: Whoa! In wait my- a second. The feminizing, she puts it into the female granddaughter, who then her spirit has to take over the male. There's something really, but it was meant there. for the
1: man, right? Like it was always supposed to be him.
2: Yeah, but he, she, yeah, he couldn't. Uh, she, 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 uh, Annie wouldn't let. Her mother near yeah. her son.
1: The way I saw it, I was like, Wow, this teenage boy sucks and he's awful to his mom. Hold on. Of course <laughs> and, that's your turn. And no, point. I know, of course. Well no, is. I just saw it. I was like, wow, this is a terrible son. His mom needs justice. And then I saw Boys Afraid and I'm like, in Ariaster's mind it was this mom is a monster. She needs to be put the fuck down.
2: I think I think when it comes to hereditary, it's more complicated. Because sure. because that character is, sure. uh, you, the heart, one of the major hearts of the film, and, the and son. what's no, well the no Come Annie, on. and and how hard Both it is are. to watch her when she you know when she admits like I never even wanted you, but of course but then why didn't she want him because she was afraid she knew something about her mother with a male heir with, with something she she knew she wanted to prevent something, but yeah. how that reflects like outside of the supernatural like the personal level of that it's really
1: yeah outside of the supernatural which still
2: you see in Bo is afraid like this rage at her but also some kind of understanding and inevitability um
1: well also what if we're getting yeah for Bo is afraid it's also like an acknowledgement that she's right because the reality of the movie you know the new york of the movie is a mother's nightmare or a grandmother's nightmare of what the city of what New of York, York what, city of what is what the city below the park is. Yeah. Yeah. Or just yeah. like if, if the city is what we see on local news that, and that's, that's really what it, what it is. Yes.
2: And so it's just like, you know, he, he makes Which remember they get, they get news like in, but was <laughs> afraid where it's like this naked man is going around <laughs> stabbing everyone <laughs> and there's dead bodies in the and streets. People getting getting naked man. And then hereditary, Naked men standing in the shadows of the house. Mm. Like, w-
1: women too, though. No.
2: Yes, but the more the the scarier jump scare. Doesn't parts, that happen are in Paranormal Activity as well?
1: Like, are, are they naked at all in the culty one where it goes back no. in time?
2: No, they're all witches dressed in long dresses.
1: There's men though too, and they're all standing around.
2: Yeah, but no one's naked. Okay. Paranormal Activity three. <laughs> oh my god! By the way. The ending of that movie, which you're, is what you're talking about.
1: The one where it's her childhood.
2: Yes. With Toby, the. Yes. Such a good movie. Full body chills. When you oh my look God. Look out the window. Oh my God. And you see everyone. Oh my sta- God. Like, there's nothing. I'm getting chills. Ooh, there's nothing. Sca- yeah. There's no. You're hitting it. Aesthetic scarier than a shaky handheld camcorder with a flashlight adjusting to light, shine the light out of the window. And just through the light, you can see all these people just standing there. There's nothing scarier than that. That's visceral. Like, that's when...
1: Paranormal activity <laughs> changed things.
2: It did. And even at the time with 2 and 3, people didn't give it the, the its flowers. Those first because, like, three. Yes, it's gimmicky. It stretches the narrative to fit the thing. But whatever. When it's it hits, so good. When, the, when it hits, those horror aesthetics are so unbeatable. Like, and what is horror but not gimmick
1: at the end of the day like that's okay and if you do it right
2: yeah. what is genre if not right you could name exactly. anything in a genre you know a, a gimmick whatever if 100%. It, but it's just that it's inherent to it sweetie like
1: like the exorcist I love the exorcist but it's mostly gimmick too like it's very it just also and not happens a, to be like, like that has such a negative
2: what we- carefully made like dr- gr- very taken seriously like dramatic film yeah yeah
1: and I think you could argue that Paranormal Activity. Activity, although it's not considered cinema, quote unquote, in the same way, it, I feel like it was the taken seriously.
2: The, yes, it was, and the reputation it deserves to be in that conversation. it's there because we Good. know it's like it's like you look at films that changed cinema yeah. forever. It's like you know, like it's it's it was a modern Citizen Kane in the horizon <laughs> rap just in the way that it was Say suddenly that. like. Whoa, now everyone's just trying to keep up with that. And, and all that. the remakes never hit the original. Although, no. I have to say, as far as both aesthetics and, like, you know, kind of ingeniously mm-hmm. doing a self-referential, like, crazy plot thing um, of a found footage movie, the the Australian movie Lake Mungo. I guess this is our horror episode. I kind of love that. Mm-hmm. Coming from Isn't there
1: Wolf Creek. Have you ever heard of that? I've never seen I've it. I've never seen it. That's another Supposed to be kind of really like scary stream cinema. Australian.
2: Yes. Is it not? Who's in it? Is it not I don't know. someone in it? There might be. Okay. I don't know. Just an
1: Australian person once told me to watch it.
2: Of course. That's yeah. like that's like an absolute. Yeah. Classic. But wait, I was talking about. um. Oh, yeah. Lake, well, yeah. Lake Mungo. Mm. That's Australian. And
1: it's found footage it style. Is, it is
2: a fake documentary. you'd basically see like a fake tv documentary Mm -hmm. you know like ghost story um in a classic kind of a and and it leans into the hokiness of the style of that kind of documentary until it's just genuinely frightening Mm. um Mm. and like it also has this like the story is emotionally like really affecting and just so grim yeah um yeah, it's almost something of like a um, uh, analogy. What? No, what's the word? Yeah, Metaf- Yeah, metaphor for <laughs> or a, I don't remember the word right now. My brain is fogged. <laughs> up. Um, it's but a word. It's a word. Yeah, you all know it. You're all out there screaming, <laughs> pulling your hair out right now. <laughs> um, but of like teen depression and suicide, and like mm. not and like the inability to to. Re- To like bridge the gap And save your child Yeah Uh, But in this I mean like Can I spoil the (laughs)
1: Uh oh Because
2: it's the moment of it Once again When I think of found footage Aesthetics Like this is the That Paranormal activity three And this moment from like Mungo Are the most affecting Chilling things I've ever seen Where I literally like In both Jumped out of my skin Mm. Like And not even maybe With a jump But like Just like That feeling Of just like Your heart Dropping to your ass (laughs) Yes, Yes And it's so the whole story of that is that like this girl goes after acting strangely for a couple weeks goes on a trip with her friends in know in like the australian outback near lake mungo and disappears um and then they start strange things start happening in the house and the other thing maybe it's her yeah um <laughs> but then there's all these twisted narratives with like the twists just keep coming Like mm-hmm. at first the, the footage that was gotten, then it re- it's revealed that that footage was Faked by the brother mm. Wow <laughs> yeah. And but then like that gets twist on its head too because then they see other parts in that footage That the, he was like well that's not me mm-hmm. um, So much of that movie is, is Zooming into a grainy thing and like seeing a figure Or yeah. it's just like <gasps> uh, But then of course it gets when it gets to Of course they find Her broken cell phone uh, Out there and they see, knowing, and then they realize what. Okay, so how do I set this up well? Okay, so like, <laughs> she'd been clearly worried about something. She'd been like not uh, shutting everyone off, not talking to anyone, mm-hmm. acting very strange, seeming like she was trying to put things in order, like um, you know preparing for something. And then they find her phone, and on the phone, there's a video of her with a flashlight lost like where is everyone where are you guys like this isn't funny um and then out of the darkness comes her corpse drowned corpse Mm. looking swollen and just rising out of the darkness with the into the flashlight like I'm, I literally get chills and more body. Just thinking about that image right now. But it was, and and but because it's more than just like, oh god, a dead person. Like she was being haunted by her own corpse for weeks, like knowing that her death was inevitable. They used that in
1: the Netflix show *Haunting of Hill House*.
2: Shut up. Yeah. Are they, you dead ass? There's like, well, the I'm suing on behalf. They're of- all
1: haunted <laughs> by. And especially, well, the sister her entire life, even when she was a kid and they moved into this house, is haunted by the bent-neck lady. And she's the bent-neck and she's lady. she's the bent-neck lady because she hung herself. <gasps> Late, like as an Egg. adult, it's it's the character love from you. I
2: don't know the actress's name, but... Her. That, her. Yeah. I know, I know. The yeah. Italian last name, Some, Victoria... Yes, something. Her. Something like that. Um... That and that's, gaggy. it's a good show. And, actually, you know, I will. Show. I'm like, like Mungo was 2008, yeah, this which was, was more the recent. right at the beginning. I'm like, when was Paranormal Activity? I know. 21? Look it was up was it right 2008? now. Look it up right now. I feel like it was 2007. Yeah, and that's still like I've still never seen a. Where are you going? Just checking.
1: Does the because yeah, the, fir- the first conjuring is kind of it's not found footage but it's doing that you know it's like documentary
2: yeah they do they have some of that for sure yeah yeah but yeah i highly recommend like mungo um but really that's a crap yeah it's, a crack. it's so true. Oh, yeah and then of course in the film like they do find her body that's right mm-hmm. like like she's fully drowns in that lake yeah um, but then they. but yeah and of course it gets more complicated yeah freaky 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 stuff
1: because i mean i don't even think i honestly think paranormal activity outdid the blair witch project too
2: no one it's
1: not that good it's different it's paranormal not that good. activity
2: is it it, it created an, a different yeah but no one nothing hits like the blair witch project nothing hits like that because it is it's similar to texas chainsaw massacre the hmm. original which have you seen that we're getting um, that on the motherfucking books, the original. Because un- it's like, out of as far as comparing that movie to everything that came after, even like the franchise's films, besides mm. one and two, which were both Toby Hooper, two being a completely different camp, big budget mm-hmm. extravaganza. Yeah, um, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is just pure atmosphere terror, like shaking the audience member. And and like connecting you to a battery You know what I mean And you're just like And it's not like doing so much with so little Like Blair Witch Project Where like we're gonna just rattle your fucking nerves And keep things so that you The footage gets less and less consistent That you don't really know what's going on And then suddenly she's just Suddenly of course there's the cream of the crop The ultimate climax of that film Of her filming up close Like and something has, You know it's just like the
1: dread. Oh, yeah,
2: I saw that for the Blair Witch for the first time in a theater as, in school. Wow! And that maybe I'll if I'd never seen it recover in a, from that. Maybe if I'd seen it in a theater because it's not. I wanted to run out the door. Yeah. like sh- you're like shit isn't scary like that anymore. I know that movie like primal and, primal fears. What
1: you were just saying made me think of like the early Wes Craven films. Like, is it? The well, nightmare. Nightmare, of course. But the, what's the cabin one? Last House on the Left. Did he do that? Last one? House on the Left, remake
2: yeah. of Ingmar Bergman's The Virgin Spring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Last House on the Left. I've never seen it. No. Because everyone's Put like, it's fun. <laughs> oh, his, he also his early ones were also the crazies. E- or no, mm. that was Romero. Sorry. Oh. Ooh, I lied. His other early one was um. The house. Uh, no, the hills have eyes. Yes. Very campy. But, but also... I have seen the original oh, title, so I, yeah. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's sad. I'm a to- Toby Hooper completist and Stan, though. Yeah. Like, that man. Oh! You, you know a movie? Never taken seriously, because he made, like, everything after Texas Chainsaw was camp. Mm. Really good horror mm. camp. Really fun and ridiculous. Like, eaten alive is his follow-up. <laughs> it was the, his first, like... You have a little bit of a budget You can shoot it on a soundstage Mm -hmm. Um, That's your only requirement Just like make something on a soundstage Yeah Um, And he made Eaton Alive His Which is like about uh, Based on this true story In Virginia Somewhere in the south I don't know Somewhere nasty Swampy Carolinas Maybe Georgia I don't know Um, Alabama It's actually giving like Mississippi, Alabama Mm -hmm. darkness where it was never like. So basically this, all these people, all these young people were going missing who'd been on road trips. And um, there was this guy who like this rundown little motel that this guy ran that featured he was like there is like exhibit out back and he had like alligators. He was like behind the bar, like advertising that he had crocod, no crocodiles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crocodiles. Um, yeah, much, much worse. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course when people, when the cops connected that, um, maybe it was him him, had been feeding people to the, to the crocodiles. Like when they drove up, he shot himself in the head. And of course no one, um, and he'd killed the crocodiles and um, they couldn't find anything. So it was never proven, but it was, it was pretty obvious that he had been <laughs> feeding people that crocodiles. So Toby Hooper made that movie hmm. and it's great, but like very silly. What's it called? Eaten Alive. Highly recommend. Bang Arena. Do I play. ask you that.
1: I'm always, I always like, listen to you describe after you've said the name Then I'm like, what was uh, the name again? Yeah, of course. Cause Who? No context.
2: But a tiny little, just like, you know, um, uh, Kim Richards has a hmm. tiny part in um, John Carpenter's Assault on Precinct Thirteen, and then Kyle Richards is in "Is the Little Girl in Halloween?" is like by Carpenter, which was his next, and then the Kyle, Kyle Richards, Richards, yes, and Kim, who were both Housewives of Beverly Hills, and Kyle once again is the little girl, is the little girl in Eaton Alive, and she gets to run, she gets to like. H- crawl up through spider webs onto the house running screaming from stuff and... I've never yeah. seen
1: the old... Did they ever overlap? What do you mean? Kim and Kyle. Well,
2: oh, they're sisters. What do you mean did they ever overlap? You said they're both housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, of course. The first four seasons where Kim is like because I've only ever fully seen a drug addict, alcoholic Kim's- and the season one, the fight that broke up the Richards family. This is, this is housewives lore. I'm sorry, but it's important. Um, like... Don't apologize. Kim and Kyle have this g- blowout argument in the back of a limo mm-hmm. in season one. That after that, like exposing all of their drama and family stuff, like explicitly on TV, their older sister, Kathy, Kathy Hilton, mm-hmm. um, like didn't speak to Kyle or like Kim for a long time. I think mostly Kyle, because she was like, K- Kim is clearly going through something. Like, how dare you right. make her look bad? Like, I didn't want you to do this show in the first place. Like, and, and like sever their relationship for like, over a decade. Anyway. I had no idea.
1: I've only seen... Cut I could send you the article
2: <laughs> about Kim, Kyle, and Kathy's mom. Mm. And that story, it is dark. Oof. Like the ultimate Hollywood, like, stage, abusive stage yeah. mom. Yeah. You're going to get mommy money. And mommy's going to fuck all these, <laughs> as many rich men as it takes until we get to the top. Um, and that's how you're going to live too. Oh mm. my God. Mm. Oh my god. Anyway. Norma Jean. Horror. Horror. Where did we, we... There were so many tangents. Where did we come back to? Does it matter? <laughs> we went from Aster to like found footage to like putting respect on all of that.
1: Summarize it.
2: I mean, okay. I mean, interestingly, I saw recently someone that I respect but whose opinions are really <laughs> extreme <laughs> um, who hates... Who's just a hater. God lover. Uh, Be like, no new horror movie is good. They're all trash. They're all garbage. I refuse to watch any of them. And I'm like, you you know, that's extreme, but I do get it because like a lot of things, uh oh, I'm going to tie this and make it crazy political kind of um, like how people talk about queerness, transness. It used to be subversive, genuinely coming from the outside. Now it is not. <laughs> and that's just something so inherent to, to, horror to queerness whatever that when you take it out it's like well what is this now what is this strange packaged safe derivative thing you know what i mean like horror used to be genuinely shocking would get banned would be not rated texas chainsaw was given an x it still made you know insanely insane amount of money on no budget like stuff like that just doesn't happen anymore there's no room for like outsider freaks you know so you're
1: saying that the mainstreamification of queerness and the mainstreamification of horror that's
2: how that's how you're both tying made together the, those concepts in in 2023 a little bit hollow yes got gotcha. you does that
1: so you're you're laying them out as parallels yeah
2: hmm and both things were big at the same and were 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 the most subversive at the same time it's just really interesting and
1: for you know there's you know so many queer murderers que- like that those those two concepts Hello. not just being parallel but tying Hello. into each other like you know the queer presence in horror
2: real life horror the bad
1: guy is gay mm-hmm. the bad guy is queer the bad yeah
2: yeah which I think a lot of times the narrative is like, you know, he was gay and really repressed and self-hateful, and that's why this man is violent. Or he just People has... People don't want to say that it could be connected to the queerness itself. Yeah, and I sometimes it's, it's just queer, queer aesthetics, you know? Like, I think it's a little bit of both.
1: <laughs> I, I told you I watched... Um, Controversial. The Masked trio and the executioners yeah in the Executioners. heroic trio heroic trio and the executioners in the executioners the main villain is this Which, by the way
2: sorry for context for people these are these are like fun goofy michelle yo and maggie chung um like hong kong martial arts films of the 80s yeah
1: yeah the second one is post-apocalyptic and the villain is this disfigured long-haired masked faggot, and like his <laughs> his puppet to like control the government is this gorgeous you know man who's like oh, in oh, white oh, oh, oh interesting and he has him spoiler alert killed and keeps his head in one of his drawers and he's always kissing it he's always like kissing the amazing. man's head and like amazing it's just very much what God, what you're talking about See, and he has a list. And he's to, just This is like, why I
2: love that we were somehow... This ended up us talking about horror because there's so much to say. This is what makes horror... So, this, I took a class in college. One of the most informative... One of the th- th- things that I learned in college that I still really come back to. That's uh-huh. not a lot, honestly. Yeah. Um, is how, like, for for centuries... Thank God. Thank God that our professor taught Robin Wood who's like a very Camille Paglia style kind of like we're talking about the deep psychosexual stuff in anything mm-hmm. and how he was like, horror has been an outlet in art since the dawn of time. Look at the Look back, look at religious art, like look at yeah. all these things. Like we're obsessed with death, depravity, fear, terror, things that make the re- repulse to us. Like, because then we, when we deal with it in these abstract ways, Extreme ways it's almost like Soothing it's like Mm -hmm. We get it out somehow it's Like and that's and then that of course it's Just the whole like why do why do people Flock to horror films it's one of the only Genres that's like box office Solid you can't really Go wrong you're you'll always have a Draw even if the shitty movie that people don't Keep coming back to it's gonna have a strong Opening weekend like we have A desire to see the unseeable To yeah. see the things That we're not We're like In society Like we're not allowed To consider We're not allowed To, in- to indulge Our bloodthirst So when it's offered It's like <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: Oh it tickles something Yeah In us And then of course Through that like I'm saying all of this to, to go back to How you just laid out All of that insane That insane plot And just how like Freudian And psychosexual And everything that is. Mm-hmm. When you deal with horror, like all those kind of truths, especially in like a very irreverent, it's always in the most mm-hmm. silly, irreverent, goofy B horror movie that the ideas are just like jumping off the screen.
1: Yeah. And I feel like for in a lot of cases, for a long time, at least in f- films, you go to horror and you end up getting politics, social you know morals and social ideas it is a place where you know something that you always talk about that you love is like people playing and people embracing the themes that other movies or other forms of art Mm -hmm. or society as a whole really doesn't want to look at yeah and so it is like they are loved and but it is such a thing of like it's two sides like people can't they're like i can't do horror I can't do. It. It's not like they're like, oh yeah, I've seen that, I've seen this. You know, yeah. I don't like that. It's usually it's like, a pretty I can't hard do line. Horror. Yeah, it's really interesting, and this ties. Or back people to are like, it. I'm obsessed. Yeah,
2: and it ties back to how I'm talking about how there's been this death <laughs> in modern horror that's outside of you know like the the you know, freaky shit still comes up from underground, but it's just like less and less common because like mm. the world cinema is so much more becoming more and more globalized kind of a thing and controlled Um, that and of course like it's unfortunate that what was always great about these horror films like Texas Chainsaw um, the crazy ideas and the feelings they're they're baked in but it is all in all a B horror movie Mm -hmm. and it's not gonna make there's no lines there's no lines in the script there's no obvious wink wink to what we're trying to say yeah it's just in there it's in the muck and these days, every horror film has to have a point. It's really and which 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 betrays the genre a little bit. Like yeah. it can be in there, but you should be on your surface. Be a horror film. Like, unfortunately, it's unfortunate because some films have done that really well, and everyone else has been like, we need to make those films. We need to make Get Out. We need to make The Duke If it's not now, every fucking horror film that should just be a fun, spooky. You know, things, sub- dark subconscious What's the messaging in the, the Babadook? Have you seen it? Of course. Well, it's all about grief and trauma and forgiving yourself. It's all... Right, about, but I don't feel like it's like... It's it doesn't necessarily have didactic. a point. Yeah, not, it doesn't have well, a point. Is, but I mean, like, the metaf- it's all a metaphor. I mean, like, mm-hmm. like, you have to tend to your grief. She ends up keeping The Babadook a- and controlling it in her basement when yeah. before it started dictating her life, after her husband right. died. There you go. But... Those are good films that <laughs> have ideas, you know, really, really subtly, intricately put in there. And now every other film was like, "Well, we need to be those," and of course they do it much more sloppy and yeah. just like. Because I think with Get Out too, you know, like, quick, let's turn them out. You know,
1: with Get Out 2, you can make the arguments and people get like 2? To, no, <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned.
2: Get out 2, the Get Outing.
1: But if you if you say those things, like, because people love to say that about Jordan Peele you know, at large is that it's very, you know, there's a point, there's like all this messaging. It's like, you know, you're trying to tease out and connect all the dots, but I think that's, it does take away a lot of what he does successfully do. Like, yes, the copycats, you know, and other films that aren't as well thought out don't have that kind of it factor because his movies don't, for me, it's not just about connecting the dots. Like they are just, Horror movies, yes, they're dealing Horror with social ish. Yeah. horror-ish, and they're dealing with like social ideas or high ideas, if you want to call them like things that he is, has clearly thought a lot about and has mm-hmm. like had ideas of, you know, how do I synthesize this into well, let's, some I story? I want to get into Jordan Peele right now. Can we but get into I that a little bit? His movies also don't—they're not all connected by dots, especially like Get Out. Like there's the so much best, richness there. The that's just ones, really the best ones. The best parts of his movies yeah.
2: are when you're just feeling it and you're not being told. Yeah, which to me is like it's a lot of Get Out. Get Out really f- plays that line because it is so on the nose, but it, it's it's successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like because there's great images, there's great horror, new horror world building and ideas, visual ideas. Yeah, they work really well. There is, there's so many lines I would still cut out of all three of his films. I'm like, you don't need to overstate it. I just but, don't.
1: I would say that about <laughs> every movie I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, yeah. Especially you mean? I mean, every kind of what uh, to me that's like every mainstream movie that we've seen from the sure, past.
1: Sure, but even movies You'd that make, are like my niche, you or could feel always, more niche. There's always something like you can man, always cut it out. They didn't need to say that. You don't
2: need to say it out loud. They didn't need to say that. And but Jordan Peele more than anyone, not more than loves just. He say he he's itching to say it. He's itching to put in the line. Yeah, especially with
1: us. That was like because again, talking. That's what I'm talking about. That's talking about why m- us was bad. Well, talking <laughs> about movies that like yeah. like Hereditary. I get us and Hereditary. I get annoyed by those endings because it's just like just let it to be. Me, a, those two films are here well, let and it be here. loose endings. Like the the uh-huh. the Venn diagram overlap for me is like don't don't. Tie it up. Don't feel the need to answer the questions. Let the questions just flow away. If that away.
2: movie ended, if us ended, it would still wouldn't be perfect because the first half is is a little bit over, way overwrought, overwritten. Um, with its like it has good stuff. Laying, it does, but it's like laying out the points. So, there's so much dialogue. There's it's like I fucking get it. Yeah. If that movie ended at the moment where Lupita. Gives a guttural c- cry by brutally murdering her other. That's a that's a great that's a much yes. that's a really great yes. film because that moment was like whoa yeah. we I felt that yeah. it wasn't said I felt it, and then the rest of that movie is just like blah 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 And th- but then it, then going to Nope, the first act of Nope is very idea 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 idea, and then the last two thirds it just lets them rip and it becomes a movie and it works really well because it does it kind of most people would disagree with you really
1: a lot of people feel like it's just too too many ideas too many ideas and too Too, like i don't
2: know then i guess i'm a hypocrite it was just working for me i mean i liked it i was engaged
1: with movies like that i just i don't know i don't i don't write them off that easily like you know they are what they are I don't need them to be everything. It's
2: interesting because some things you really write off. Yeah, but like, again, that. if you're
1: talking about genre, like I'll write certain genre movies off, but that's if it's just really such just a Lazy product slop. of saturation, product of just like doing the same thing over and over again. None of his movies feel that way. None of Jordan Peele's movies feel that way.
2: They are certainly. To be honest, none of Ari
1: Aster's movies feel that way. Agreed. I think with both yeah. the paranormal activities Don't feel that way
2: with both peel And aster their Movies are singular They stand In there I own mean and the thing, thing is they're singular So even many though people they- I hate that the hype Train means that you can't like say that Everyone's like so cringe 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 I can't Be part of the mass but I'm like there's sure. a reason That these two Filmmakers have found big major Audiences from from kind of thorny Material like mm-hmm. they're they're singular, they're they're engaging, they kind of pull you in, and there's a lot beneath the surface, like it's kind well, of there's about some balance. beneath the
1: surface, and I think, but they're also engaging with all you know they're nerds. They're not like yes. doing something weird, a product of the moment, you know, a stream of consciousness. they're engaging with past movies, they're engaging with things they like, things they think about. It is also. You know, it's something that feels singular because they're doing it the right way. You know, they're making it their own, but they also are such students. Yes, in a way that so many of those types of guys are. Which, which is not my favorite thing for people yeah. to be
2: when they're making movies is to be students.
1: Yeah, I just think it again. It's something when that it gets is a little saturated.
2: Yeah. Reference. Reference. Reference and just like that can it can go it's such a yeah it no I mean if you do if you make a go good movie sour. you make a good movie yeah but it can that that kind of mentality can go sour and it is something also that people today are so viscerally against the like yeah. the nerd the, 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 the nerdy little film white boy who's just jerk and of course that's what everyone says about Boaz of Raid when I, I like it I like it I like that I don't feel extreme ego in his just in his um Treatment of the audience, which is a little bit—I mean, it's there—but uh, I—I feel more like this is—it's like this is this is what's been in my films the whole time. We're just—I'm just opening the trench coat a little further, and you're not gonna like it. And I kind of—I like that. I like being treated like. Also that he's just doing
1: what he wants to do. Period. Like, I think a lot of people just hope that they can do what they want to do. Their faves can do what they want to do. They get annoyed when people who aren't their favorite do what they want to do. But if someone they like do it, they'll stan it. Yeah, and get mad if some you know it. It's just and it's like baby. The it was, culture.
2: You don't don't be mad. Like it was yeah. gonna happen. Like because like look at the material. Look how well his first two films did. Like he was gonna get a bigger canvas. Like you're the film
1: white boy who's but you jerk it to I'm everything. You would jerk it to all of it. Because at the
2: end of the day, even... Equal opportunity, I mean, I got a lot out of Bows of Raid. I thought it was really... There's a lot there. (laughs) There's a lot. Well, and there's something to be said for the world to consider. I think
1: there's something to be said for a mess. Like, we're talking about tying things up in a bow, but... Bless this mess. Bow, pun intended, but (laughs) we... I think I appreciate, especially in terms of, like, genre movies and mainstream... I want it to be a little messy, not like messy where it feels like it was just thrown together and the edit, they cut everything out and you know, the studio hands were on it, but just messy in the way that it's not so clinically thought out. It's not so nerdy. It's like, I'm going to take some risks. I'm just going to try take
2: some risks. Swings. I love a swing. And that's always for a swing. That's
1: what movies feel like to me is it's a messy art form. Yeah. Trying to, and it's like a messy art form that you're trying to make productive
2: it is the ultimate classic battle between Apollo and Dionysus, baby. Always back to that shit. Chaos versus order. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Lines of definition your against favorite the unknowable. Movie,
1: Babylon, your favorite movie. Uh, it's the ultimate. Laying it out. Laying it out how we, the film industry. have spoken
2: about Babylon in this podcast. We should, should do a Babylon episode. Movie. Let's watch it again. Yeah. We should do a Babylon episode. Can we watch it again? Yeah, we can watch I've it I've seen again. it. We saw it together. Yeah. The one time. And I haven't seen it since. Let's watch it again and do an episode. I'm, I've been itching.
1: What's a podcast where they just plan future episodes during the podcast and they, and never, they never actually do, do any them. of the episodes? That's the that's the concept.
2: Wait, can we on the record <laughs> talk about things that we haven't done that we've said we're gonna do? Of I course. Think about anyway. But we've
1: always talked about women talking. I know. Yeah, we've talked. I feel like we've always talked about canceled men, and I don't think they're exterminating it exterminating angels episode ended up being that at all no because in and that we're episode we're doing specific. a laundry
2: list and we're being like yeah. this is how we're organizing this list of men from us on a on a spectrum yeah from one to the other i think it's that could not, be very fun it's not
1: one movie it's like let's look at these different people in that circle of cancellation we're
2: doing alan we're doing polanski we're doing weinstein we're doing cosby Bre- C. K. Um, brett um Ratner? ratner no is that no that's
1: not we know it is
2: <laughs> who's the x-men guy him yeah, yeah. who started who was originally the director of of bohemian rhapsody it all his career wow. crumbled during the making of that and then dexter fletcher came in to finish it and then dexter fletcher shitted on him after finishing Bohemian Rhapsody*, by then doing the opposite of Bohemian Rhapsody*, the rated R *Incredible Rocket Man*, which is what fucking Bohemian Rhapsody* should have been. Thank Rocket, God he was I like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it right. *Rocket Man* was good. I'm gonna do another gay British pop sensation, <laughs> but actually make it gay. Can you imagine?
1: God forbid.
2: Anyway, what that guy? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's what else?
1: What other things?
2: That we've explicitly on said on the podcast yeah, 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 and not yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you think?
1: Early on, I feel like there was a few. Oh, um, oh, oh!
2: We, we've said which I am convinced yeah. we're going to do. We're gonna do the J J L Jennifer Jason Lee episode. Oh yeah, we well, need to we do have to. certain actresses. We might have to, yeah, devote yeah episodes to definitely Julianne, people we both really we like. like.
1: I mean, we've talked about Maps to the Stars so much. Yeah. But we've never really gotten have into really it.
2: Drove dove in? Yeah.
1: There's a lot. I have a whole list in my phone.
2: Oh, we, I, I do want to do a Claire Denis.
1: Oh, yeah. We've talked about that.
2: Series. <laughs> I want to do a Claire Denis podcast. We might need to, I
1: know. Well, this is what I was thinking. I was like, what if we just have like months of themes where we... You know, we have a Claire Denis okay. month. We have. Oh my god! I was thinking about it because I was like, "What if Go this big brain podcast just turned into a... Fuck! I can't remember what it was." But I was a like, "What club. if it just... Like well, no. What club. if it just turned into a specific? Like, it was just a Jennifer Jason Leigh podcast, or a just a Claire <laughs> Denis podcast? Like, but we do it for little spurts, for spurts of, time. of time that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And watch us now. We've talked about it. And we're never going to do
2: it. No, because <laughs> once again." What is the foundation of this podcast, other than mush? Do you want to smush? I do want to smush. Okay, I want to wrap this up because this became the horror app. Kind of. I want to ask you. Yeah. What? I don't think of you as someone who goes out to see the the major horror films that are coming out every year. Are, seen, are you?
1: I've seen bad horror movies. I've I used to just watch. I've seen House of Wax. Hell I yeah. Saw. All the Saw movies Like mid-2000s, late-2000s Do you want to hear something movies.
2: fucking shocking? Yeah I've never seen a single Saw movie You know Have you seen Saw 6? No,
1: the Chris Rock one No Or no, that's not
2: the one that just that's That was spiral. like Saw
1: Redemption or something Spiral, yeah, yeah. I've never Saw seen Saw 6 Okay, so I've heard I think stopped at 4
2: My friend Evan is like a Saw devotee Though mm-hmm. he'll be like, these ones are garbage But I'll still enjoy yeah. watching them to him and everyone else who know, who is, like, deep into the Saw universe, Saw 6 is, like... The one. The one. It's one of the most critically hated two. And that will tell you something.
1: That's why you like it. Anyway. That's why you like the idea of it. I mean, because I... Like you were saying, but I would question, just sneak into so many horror movies of course, as a kid. As a kid, you have yeah. to. Yeah.
2: Um, but, but what's what is a horror film from the last 10 years that you still are like damn that, that made an impression on you
1: mm. wow the last 10 years what's that like makes what's it really the last
2: hard. what's the last horror film that you remember you were like period yeah it's not like I, I want I want something a little not yeah obvious.
1: It's, it's not hereditary it's not get out
2: Babadook Duke it's you know, not the, Baba the Duke.
1: Yeah. yeah it can't be any
2: of the like real hits or like the highbrow hits. And yet you can st- mm. you can still but like I want to hear something like oh interesting. Mm-hmm, I want to mm-hmm. I wanna hear I want you to defend something. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. I mean the
1: last 10 years makes it hard like if we're thinking like 2013 to the present. Then
2: go deeper if you if you have yeah, to. I might have to. Go, go further. further. I have to go back a little bit. Cuz 2000s horror yeah. something was going on. There. And there was a lot of them. Yes, there was. People forget. Let's talk about Bush. Let's talk mm-hmm. about uh Iraq, Afghanistan. Let's talk about torture. Let's talk about torture in cinema suddenly being birthed Ooh. in that era. Whoa. Something was yeah. happening. We yeah. were reckoning with things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We really were. We really were. Most of the torture porn movies are yeah, yeah. And yet, yeah. Yeah, real bad. They, oh, there's also nothing like that. Hostile. It's mm. just, it's just, Yeah. Bleh. Yeah, and yet you forget that Hostel for fifty minutes. Hostel is a silly American sex comedy, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And how brutally it then—it's like it, first you think the movie is like having fun with like men being horrible to women and about yeah. them, and then they, all the men who are the wor- most horrible get the worst torture. But yeah. then, of course, even the innocent one who went along with them, he he bites it too. Yeah, yeah. everybody <laughs>
1: loves like.
2: The Wailing, the Korean movie. That's a great one. Everybody loves. If we talk about international horror, yeah, always for the last fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving, 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 Getting, giving, 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 giving. Agreed. So, especially like, Asia. I didn't love The Wailing. Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't like it. Kind of maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. But because I grew chunk, up, I loved it it the original a two Ring.
2: Forty-minute high-concept long yeah. movie. Yeah,
1: The Ring. Ringu. The, Period, uh, but I mean, I really liked that Trey Edward Schultz movie. It
2: comes at night. Hey, does that count? D. Cinema score movie. Um, oh, yes, it does because okay, everyone. That, that's that's what I'll one say. Where that's what I'll say. Where everyone was was teased a a straightforward horror movie with an a, with a monster and with a clear resolution. Mm-hmm. When the whole point of that movie is that like what's scarier than Nothing. your imagination never getting answered and, and you're and turning and against each other. I loved that movie. Hits
1: and that's why like Riley Keough. It didn't answer any questions. Can we do a Riley Keogh? Please. Okay.
2: <laughs> I saw I watched this movie because oh speaking... okay. Oh, I have mine. I'm sorry. Okay, I have go, to go, answer go, my own question. Go, go, go. But whoa, whoa, are you, were you gonna pick one that
1: Well that's what I'll pick. I'll pick the Trey Edward Schultz one.
2: That's a good choice. That's a good choice. My speaking of Riley Keogh, another one that was really maligned. Didn't really get kind of just like quietly flopped. The Lodge.
1: I never saw it.
2: Which a second film by filmmakers Veronica Fial Severin Fiala and Veronica Franz is that their names I think that's their names Austrian their first movie mm. was Goodnight Mommy also oh, one of the I most I saw that
1: really good amazing really good
2: what an incredible film that's <laughs> so 2014 good. that's that's a bad that's a great one um they so they made their follow up is their english language debut it was released by Neon it was a Sundance yeah. premiere um And it is like, because you recall, I mean, it's Austrian, right? Good Night Mommy is like stark, Mm -hmm. clinical, and nasty, Mm -hmm. and cruel. But it's also like tight, conceptually there, and it hits. It's a perfect little sick fairy tale. Um, So yours is The Lodge. The Lodge, everyone hated it because basically it's such a, it's one of those like classic Austria, fuck you audience movies, Mm. where... It plays it really plays a trick on you yeah where it's like you do think there is an, a, a supernatural element and it takes it away and says we're giving you the ugly actual realistic truth and none of you are gonna like it yeah and everyone hated it and I was really perturbed by that movie I really really got under my skin what
1: you just were saying made me think of the punishing
2: white- children characters for, for acting cruel punishing them harshly <laughs> yeah that that's so Austrian <laughs>
1: Because I was going to say, what you're making me think of is the White Ribbon. Ah. We should do a White Ribbon episode.
2: Can we just do a whole Hanukkah series? Can we yeah, do- we
1: can add him to the list. But one of the episodes has to be the White Ribbon. Cause Obviously. because It's one of the only ones. That I think might be the only said, one of his I've seen. Which is crazy. And it slaps it's, for me.
2: That, to me, if I didn't put it in my... 2010s best of that decade list. I'm actually checking right now because if that's not the case, then I'm an idiot. Yeah.
1: So I would say either the White Ribbon or the Trailer. Schultz It comes at night. Two that I will stand by. I love that. And they're both absolutely the White horror not a- <gasps> movies. Yes, it is. It is because if you don't okay. know
2: okay. going into that, imagine watching that. It's not in my top 10 of the 2010s. Oh, it probably should. Yeah. What are you taking out? But, you know, I think it probably was in the top 20. I I remember I had a longer list and I cut it down to a top 10. So it was probably in there. Do you want me to read it out just for fun? Just read it out. Okay. This is my top 10 of the 2010s from 10 up. The Turn Horse, Bellatar. Ridley Scott's The Counselor, Director's Cut. Rick Alverson's The Mountain. I'm begging for an episode on that one. Is that Jeff, with Gold Jeff Goldblum? Jeff yeah. yeah.
1: I know someone who worked on it.
2: Okay, amazing. I'm going to have to hear more in about the camera. that. I'm going to have to hear more about that. Seven, Pablo lara Emma. Love. Holy shit. Let's do an episode on could, that because no one's seen it. Hours. I could no one's seen it. Showed that movie to my mom. Can, she'll still bring it up. She'll be like, that still is in my brain. I'm like, you're welcome. Sneak, exactly.
1: Sneak peek to that episode. I bought a ticket to Annette. Nanette that puppet movie with Adam John. Annette, which is Annette. a f- great fun movie. And B- I walked into the wrong theater and it was just me and this guy and we had a conversation and then I was like, was this I can't IFC leave. Center? Yes. It was like, I can't leave now. And I just sat and watched Emma instead. And it was
2: really it's good. It's fucking incredible. It was really good. I'm also so glad that dismissed. happened. Oh my God. And what a, what a beautiful thing that of course it took randomly walking into that movie because it got spit out it took two years for it to get an american distributor and it got picked up by music box which had no money, money to promote it and it they, it just w- it silently walked into the woods
1: two people in that theater
2: that's so sad
1: and one of them was giving that person from your thesis the other person in the what? theater
2: with me what do you mean person from my thesis that's
1: all me. i'll say well i'll tell you after I don't want to get
2: into it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what you mean <laughs> yeah, by it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Emma. Number six. What did I say about the Coen brothers? Inside Llewyn mm-hmm. Davis. Yeah. Period. Exactly. Five. Your favorite. Tony Erdman. Of course. Hello.
1: And uh, that could be one.
2: Four. Guadagnino's Suspiria. I respect you Period. for that. I really. Have l- you seen it? Of course.
1: It's great. Again, Mess. Just loving Mess.
2: And yet the more times you watch it, the of more perfect not. it becomes. Yeah. Yeah. 3, American Honey.
1: It's that high for you. Major. Wow. Scary.
2: That's well, let's if we're talking about Mess, beautiful messes. We need to
1: do our American Honey episode with Peter Patapis
2: he, and I'm we're locking that in because he, is, we should the, do that next he week. is the ultimate American Honey scholar. That is his favorite movie. Let's do that like next okay. week. Okay. Period. Number two, obvious, the tree of life.
1: Hmm. I never saw it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I say that to you every episode and break your heart, snap your little heart into okay, pieces. Well, that's
2: really sad. And then what's number one?
1: Maps of the stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How
2: did you know? Had I shown you before? Because it's
1: 2014.
2: That's why I thought.
1: Oh. <gasps> I was just like, it has to be. Bless you. Thank you for that. We're anyway. on this. We're there, baby.
2: Now, and now that I've done that in a weird little throwaway, you and another episode have to rank your 2010s. I will. Okay.
1: And this episode is called Ezra going? and Keith Plan
2: Episodes that they're never <laughs> going to Yeah. Is there anything else you want to end with? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. no, I had my answer. My answer was the recent yeah. one that I was really the lodge. gagged about was The Lodge.
1: Mine was It Comes at Night. And, and then White Ribbon because it's so
2: Calling White Ribbon a horror movie is like when people call Gone Girl rom-com. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Shut up. It's no. not really. For me, calling the White Ribbon a horror movie is like
1: calling Succession a family sitcom
2: because that's exactly what it is. It's just a it's highbrow version. Horror, it's got the ghost. It's got a little bit, but it's, it's it also like what's going on house here. historical drama. But, but it's like got, what's going on here? Yeah. What's at play? And the way that it, the mystery of it is so scary. It, it's true. Exactly. Okay, we'll see if that, uh, is right. this it? Yeah. Okay, well. Give it a kiss. Until next time. If this is Ezra and Keith signing off. <laughs> Bear with us.
0: <laughs> you know, know, no, no, no.